Welcome back. This is the Let It Fly podcast. This is Jesse Cornelson. With me today, like always, is Travis Reed. Travis, good week coming up. Uh, yeah, I'm like certifiably <laughs> nervous. Like it's getting to the point. Like Tuesday, Wednesday, I was kind of just in my normal groove, like just analyzing the games, watching yeah. the market, which hasn't done a whole lot. But uh, now that it's we're just a couple days away, I'm getting nervous for the game. Yeah. That, so. Uh, <clears throat> Just, they'll be fun, man. The, they'll be fun games. I think both of them will be good games. Um, so let's just jump right in. Uh, let's do a little recap of last week, and and you know we were in we were in Tunica watching the games. Um, first of all, let's talk about Tunica a little bit. Oh, do we the, have to? Well, <laughs> the sports books down there are definitely not uh, Vegas standards. No. Um... So you knew they wouldn't be because they right. just recently became legal and stuff like that. But uh, we were watching about, I don't know, maybe an hour, a couple hours before the first game of yep. the weekend, which was Colts Chiefs. The line was backed up as far 40, as you could see. 40, 50 deep? Yeah, at least. Um, and that was just because there was a lot of people looking at the line and going, well, I'm not sitting in that thing. And a lot of people didn't even get their bet in on time right. before the game started. They um, only had one teller going. There was and this, a, yeah. <laughs> we were at the Horseshoe Casino in Tunica. And while I'm really happy that there is now sports betting that's only a five-hour drive for us, but I mean, realistically, it was if you didn't have your bet in early, like real early, like yeah. early in the morning, you weren't getting it in. Yeah. Or it was going to be, you know, you're going to stand there and wait in line. But anyway... Uh, back to the actual games themselves. Um, there was only one good one. I mean, the 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 Saints game. Saints Eagles. Saints Eagles. I mean, that's the only real good game, I guess. Right. I mean, I mean, the Patriots just blew out the Chargers, yeah, which was a surprise. Yeah. Um, I guess just because I was a Chiefs fan, I was never that confident in the Chiefs winning, even when they had a big lead. Right. I've just been conditioned to be like, oh, shit, how are they going to blow this one? <laughs> Especially uh, against the Colts. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as I saw that block punt for a touchdown, every single Chiefs fan, ah, here we go. <laughs> That's every single in unison. Yeah. Uh, and then what was the other game? Rams, Cowboys. Um, that was close just because of the spread implications but right i never really thought the rams were going to lose that game yeah i didn't either but there was always a doubt of uh the cover uh so i guess i, I watch games differently in that eye um you know not just who's going to win the game who's going to cover the game right um i did all right i i lost the chargers i think everybody was on the chargers which is you know never should make yeah. you second guess why you're taking the chargers um but honestly i I think the Chargers have better team, better players, better roster, and that game plan they came out with was just dog shit. Well, you mean rushing three and dropping <laughs> eight in the zone, letting Tom Brady just pick you apart? Yeah, uh, like I, like even the most like it. basic football fans are like, how do you beat Brady? Get pressure on him. Right, that's the and only way the you beat opposite. guys like they got, Brady they, and Breeze. And, they just did the exact opposite. Yeah, I don't understand um, I, I did hit the uh, the teaser with the same game. Uh, I told some people about that, and they kind of laughed. They're like, well, that's stupid. And I was like, well, you only do it at certain, at eight or eight and a half, where right. you get to below three and uh, to 14 or higher. Um, that was in that Eagles-Saints game. So that worked out just perfectly. Right. Well, I 
I think the games this week are going to live up to the championship billing. These are the four. These are the four teams that I feel like, outside of what what I, going into outside of the Chargers, because I actually thought the Chargers, I I honestly I thought the Chargers would win because I I thought they were better, but outside of that, these are the four four of the top five teams in the league. They're the top four offenses in the league, um, and and if you look at last year. Last year, it was four of the top five defenses in the league made these championship games, and this year it's the top four offenses. So, whereas last year we thought, okay, whoever can score, you know, whoever's going to be able to score should be able to win the game because all the defenses we felt like were going to get stops. This year it's what defense can come up with a stop or two and stop the opponent. And, you know, the I mean, honestly – the the best defense playing right now is the Chiefs. Yeah, um, which we all thought at the beginning of the year, right, <laughs> that the Chiefs defense was going to be the best one in the playoffs. But yeah, to your point, both totals right now, um, one uh, Saints fifty six and a half, and one at Arrowheads at fifty six. So right, we're expecting a lot of fireworks, a lot of points in both of these games. Um, but should be should be a lot of fun. Break down the uh, let's go to, let's go to that Rams Saints game first. Um, Saints are a three point favorite. You just said the total. Um, it's at uh, what? It's at fifty six and a half. fifty sevens. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I didn't take anything on the spread on this one. I think that's about right. These teams are about even. Um, earlier in the week, you could have got the three and a half. There's still some juiced up three and a halfs. Um, but you're going to have to pay a premium. It's basically like buying the half point at this point. Um, I, I do like the total here, though. I, I like the under. Um, yeah. There's a couple. The Saints haven't been. They've The last seven Bree starts, uh, they're, the under is 6-1. and one. Right. And it's gone under by an average of 14 points. Like, it's not squeaking by by a field goal. They're going. These are lo, low-scoring games yeah. like we saw it last week. Um, like they haven't got into any of these shootouts where it's you know thirty five thirty or anything like that. So um, that coupled with the Rams, uh, their home away splits are really drastic. Golf plays way better at home than he does on the road. So I think coupled with that, um, I like the under in this game. I don't think there's going to be as many points scored. Um, I, I kind of like it comfortably, which is always dangerous to say. Yeah. But I, I think this stays uh, pretty far under the total. Gotcha. Well, I didn't, I didn't take one side or the other there. I mean, I, I like what you're saying, um, but uh, my actual my thought was, um, you know, going into the playoffs, I felt like the Rams were playing better than New Orleans. Uh, after watching, after watching New Orleans, you know, battle it out with Dallas, I actually like the Rams in this one. Um, I like the Rams to win the game even though they're on the road. Um, if there's one coach out there, well, if there, well, let me rephrase that. I think that there's two coaches out there that are probably better X's and O's um, than Sean Payton, and I think he's going up against one of them. I think that their scheme is going to keep them, um, the Rams, I mean, McVay and the Rams, I think the scheme that they're going to, pull out against the Saints on offense uh, will will be the deciding factor because you know they've got the they've got the the 
I guess the two-headed monster now, if you would. Yeah. I mean, with Gurley and Anderson, they've got they've got their <laughs> running game really going. Um, and then you know their receivers ever since uh, what ever since Cooper Cup went down, they 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 took a drop for a while, but. You know, Reynolds is starting to play well. I, I like them to scheme them their way into better situations, especially getting that running game going. That's yeah. that was pretty impressive what they did last week. Yeah, we mentioned the four best offenses are left. We also might have the four best coaches left. Yeah, I mean, I I, I, I didn't think about it until just now, but after you started saying it, it's like yeah, when I you think, start thinking of the top coaches in the league. These might be the first four you start with, right? The the. Uh, now, I was listening to um, a radio show yesterday. It was the, the Will Kane show, and he was talking about, you know, he was talking about how coaches can take you farther than any player. And while I don't always agree with that, if you look at the history of Super Bowls and Super Bowl wins and everything, it hasn't been loaded with guys that get fired. You know what I mean? Like they don't. These guys are at the top of their games. Coaches tend to take you further, and and we're seeing it right now. Yeah, I think coach-quarterback combo. Uh, you could have a really good coach with a bad quarterback, and you're probably not getting anywhere. Um, but I think if you have a good coach with a decent quarterback, you can get somewhere. Okay, but, but or I, I – Or yes. kind of the vice versa. Or if you have a really good quarterback with a decent coach, you can get somewhere. Let's Let's – Think about it, though. Let's go back. Let's go back a couple years, and Jared Goff was widely considered probably one of the biggest busts in in recent history. Coach. Yeah. Okay. You get a good coach with him, and all of a sudden, like you know, yeah, schematically, that oh, it yeah. changes the game. I, you know, good coaches, good coaches, good coaches, especially X's and O's guys that can get you. In good spots, not always the best motivators or the best guys with the press. Good coaches can put. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, Belichick has proven what you do with the press doesn't mean shit. Right. Oh yeah. That's... I mean, it doesn't. I don't care if my guy can't even talk. I don't care if he's nervous. I don't. Right. Adam Gase looked like he was, you know, zoning out in the middle of his press conference. Right. I don't care. Can he scheme people open? Can he yeah. stop the other team from getting open? That's what your job is. You, the whole media thing anyway. I'm like, why do they even do these? Yeah, it doesn't. They don't tell you anything. What's your game plan? Oh, here it is, right the, here. The Here's one time, the one like when they get people to say things, then they like roast them for it. Yeah, they're like, wow, I can't believe he said this. Yeah. It's, like, it's like, give me a break. But anyway, um, I, 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 I like the Rams here in this spot. Um, you know, getting three points. Even if they lose, I really feel like this is going to be a really tight, tight game, so... All right, let's move on to uh, the game that's just been in my head for like I don't know a year, <laughs> like, forever. Yeah, AFC Championship game at home in Arrowhead, twenty degrees. The weather is actually it's been getting better all week. Yeah, yeah. the the forecast on, is improving. So on Monday you were prepared to freeze to death, and now it's going to be there'll be there'll be people in shorts, uh, just because that's how it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so the line uh, is a juice. Looks like it's getting juiced up a little bit. Yeah, uh, minus three, say minus one fifteen. So it looks like it's going the Chiefs' way. Maybe some late money. Um, right now, it's pretty evenly split: fifty-five percent of the bets and fifty-three percent of the money at Sports Insights. So 
Uh, pretty evenly split, but maybe going towards the Chiefs. And then the uh, over-under currently is at 56. 56. I, see, I see a couple 55-and-a-halves, but mainly 56, yeah. Yeah, 56. Um, I, I have not bet the Chiefs at all. Um, I, I do still have them as a future at 28-1 to 1, uh, to win the Super Bowl. So I, if I'm going to bet the Chiefs, I'm, I'm just not going to. I already have right. enough on them anyway. There's right. no reason to throw extra money. Um, when I, Which is kind of against my whole thing. Usually if I see value, I take value. I bet it. But um, Do you see any value here? I mean, honestly. I mean, the, objectively. Not a lot. Not enough to bet it. I yeah. mean, the Chiefs are better than the Patriots, and they're at home, so they should probably be three and a half, maybe four. They're never getting to four, so right. I mean, not really. <clears throat> I, I, but it, it also wouldn't shock me if they won by ten. Right. So, uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, I can't pull the trigger on that one. Uh, I, what I did do is I did take the over. I just. I don't. I got it at fifty five, which helps. As soon as the weather stuff started coming out, the right. total started dropping. I'm like, we live in Missouri. Trying to predict the weather six days out is just oh, it's impossible. Yeah, stop it. Yeah, trying to do it a day or two out is pretty hard. But yeah, a week before, uh, impossible. So I, I, I took the over. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored. Um, we we saw in the first game, um, you know. Neither team could stop either one. It's just whoever had the ball last. I don't think it would be quite like that. Uh, the Chiefs' defense has been playing better. and I would not mind if the bet loses at all. If the Chiefs' defense holds Patriots right. down, that's fine with me. Um, so I really like that one. What I, about you? I, I've, said it, I've said it for 18 weeks now. I, I think the Chiefs are going to win the Super Bowl. I, I, I think they're going to win this game. And... That's not taking anything away from the Patriots, and if they're there, there's a million reasons why you could pick the Patriots. I mean, there really are. I mean, they this is their eighth in a row. This is their, their eighth AFC Championship game in a row. This is thirteen out of eighteen. I mean, these guys know what to do when they get there. Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, they know how to get there. They know how to win this game. They've got talent on both sides of the ball. I don't think in all those years, I I mean, really, has there ever been a more, outside of maybe like early Michael Vick, has there ever been a more dynamic quarterback this early in his career than Patrick Mahomes? Uh, no. I, I, I mean, there, there are so many reasons I why mean, you can look at the Patriots and be like, yeah, they're going to win. And, and I think that if they were facing... Almost any team out there outside of the Chiefs, I think that I would like the Patriots in this spot. And I'm not a Chiefs fan, folks. Like, I'm not. Like, I, I like the Chiefs. I don't dislike them. I don't dislike the Patriots that much because I like some of their guys. I like, I mean, but, man, this game this game just screams value to me with the Chiefs. I, I don't, I don't. I, I don't see the Patriots pressuring Mahomes, which, honestly, Mahomes is probably in the Aaron Rodgers mold where if you pressure him, he makes plays with his feet and with his arms. So 
maybe that's a maybe that's a good thing. Maybe it's they're just trying to keep him in the pocket. But here's what we talked about beforehand. The Chiefs' main weapons are Travis Kelsey, number one. I mean, he's the best tight end in the game. Patrick Mahomes loves him. Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins. Okay, those are those are their guys. Okay, so if you're gonna take one of them away, who are you gonna take away? I think they take away Kelsey. Um, that's they let Tyreek go loose in the first game, right? And so I thought maybe they'll try to. I think that was. It's not part of their plan to let him do that, but they're trying to keep Kelsey, you know, contained. And then if Tyreek burns him, maybe one or two times, they will try to deal with it. Well, I can tell you this. I don't think Kelsey's getting contained. Like, well, as much as he can. Be, I, I'm just I mean? yeah. like, you try to take away, you try to take away what they like to do the most, and I, man, it, I know that they lost the game, but going into New England and scoring forty points on Monday night, yeah, New England won that game. I understand that, but you you saw a lot that game that I think you're going to see this game from Kansas City. Yeah, and there was an end zone uh, interception, too, by mm-hmm. Mahomes, um, which was a big mistake. That That's going to be key. He can't make those type of mistakes um, and beat that team. But uh, there was one other bet. I like this bet more than any of the totals in either game. Um, so it's a player prop. I don't bet a lot of player props, but when I do see some, I like it. I'll, I'll fire away. Gronkowski's over-under for... Total yards is forty eight and a half. That's going under. I yeah, I hit the under pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So he's basically a left tackle that right that occasionally might leak out. Um, the I, guy I can't know run he, anymore. He can't run. I I know he had a big game against the Chiefs the first time, but if you've seen him play the last month six weeks, I mean he, he can't run. Yeah, he's so um, he's nearing the end. Yeah, I think this could be his last year, win or lose. Right. Um, yeah, I, even uh, I saw Rob Ninkovich said, yeah, I wish Gronk would have got a better ovation last game because that's probably the last time he's ever playing at Gillette. Right. Um, so, yeah, I think he's he's hurting. He's on his last legs, and they're just keeping him in. He's still blocking really well. He just doesn't have that speed factor. Right. And I, I love that bet. I don't think he gets anywhere close to 48 and a half yards. I I don't either. I, I'd be surprised to, I mean, I'd be surprised to see him catch more than two balls. I I would have bet. Yeah, I was ready to bet under like thirty eight and a half. When I saw forty eight and a half, I was like, uh, yes, max bet, please. Yeah. <laughs> um, another another prop. Uh, we actually talked about it a little while ago. Um, James White, his uh, rushing yards, the over under is at eighteen and a half. Now. I know, I get it, that he doesn't carry the ball very much, but they're going to try to run the ball against Kansas City. And if they run the ball 25 times, he's going to get he's going to get 6 of them. I don't yeah. I mean, they've been leaning hard on Michelle. So I I get that, but I don't, it, I'll I'll take the under on 6 carries. Okay, well, maybe so. But even even if he gets five carries, that's still only. I mean, you're talking about getting, you know, what was that, five point seven five or four point seven five yards a carry or something? 
against the Chiefs? I I don't know, man. How many carries does he have on the year? Uh, well, I'm just looking at his last few games. He has 94 carries on the year. He had, I know, that doesn't matter as much as what's lately. Zero last week, four the week before, eight the week before that, two the week before that, four. So he's right around that, yeah, that four mark. Um, last week he had a ridiculous 17 targets, though. That, yeah. A lot of that's because of what the Chargers did, too. Right. Um, <laughs> for a running back to get 17 <laughs> targets... That might be a record. Has a running back ever got more than 17 know. targets? I don't know. That's a lot. That's a ton of targets. But look at it. Okay. Look at his look at his yards. Look at his yards per carry. Yeah. Um I mean, in in week 17, he got 4 carries for 30 yards. In week 16, he got 8 carries for 41 yards. You said it was 16 and a half? It's 18 and a half. 18 and a half. Yeah, that might get older. I just like I like him to run the ball a little bit in this game, and if they run the ball, especially when he's in there, because the Chiefs are going to be in, they're going to think it's passing situations, right? You know, so I I, li- I like that prop a lot. Uh, there's one more dart throw that I took. Um, I was, um, I think it was Football Outsiders said that the Chiefs were, or the the Patriots were dead last in kickoff coverage. And the Chiefs were one of the best kickoff return teams. So I did take, just in case, um, first score, Chiefs, defense, or special teams at 45-1. to 1. Wow. Which, um, yeah, I mean. First score? First score. Um, you could also take them just to score. And I think that is, it was like 8-1. to 1. Um, no, That's kind of low. <laughs> yeah, that's what, I, that's what I was like. That's, yeah. But 45-1 to 1 for first score. Um, you know, if the Chiefs get the ball first, maybe you see a kickoff return. The right. numbers kind of work out. Um, so, yeah. I'll, I'll hope for that. I bottom line is I like I really like the Chiefs in this game, um, and I I like the Rams in the other game. I like one dog, one favorite, and I'm talking about like to win outright. Yeah. Um, so, so you got Rams Chiefs Super Bowl. Yep. Um, Man, I'm I'm torn on the NFC. I'll I'll say I'll stick with Saints Chiefs. I think that's what I said a few weeks ago. That's what I said too, but I've changed my mind. I think I'll stick with that, but there's not a whole lot of conviction. I mean, both teams are three point favorites, but they're I mean, they're, they're all really really good teams. Yeah, let's so. just be let's just be real. I could see any of these teams winning the next two games. Yep. There's, so yeah. Um, <clears throat> anything else to add? Anything else you like? Don't like? I don't like the New England trying to play the underdog card. Like, stop that yeah. bullshit. I mean, whatever they got to do to get themselves pumped. I don't know. I mean, I don't think it means anything. I, it doesn't mean shit. This no, is the first time. Your, but no, this is the first time in, what, 60 some, 68 yeah, games or something there that, yeah. that they're betting underdog? So, I mean, I guess technically they are. It's just, I don't know. It's stupid. It's like the... The nobody believes in us thing. It's like, dude, you're the Patriots. Yeah. There's plenty of people that believe in yeah. you. Like half of the people believe in you. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're the Patriots and you still have Tom Brady and Bill yeah. Belichick. So Yeah. People still believe in you. Don't worry. Is uh But man, I Alright, so let's let's talk about the teams a little bit here, and I'm gonna start with your Chiefs. Is if they win this game and they play well on defense, does that what does that mean for your D coordinator? 
Uh, oh, he'll stick around. Yeah. Okay. What if they lose this game and they they get boat raced? Is he out? Yeah. Yeah. Although I mean, if they get boat raced, that probably means the offense didn't play very well either. But I mean. Okay, but if, let's say let's say they just get out, just like the the but if, just like they did last week to the Chargers, and it's twenty eight nothing before you can blink. Yeah, he's gone. He's fired at halftime, I would think. I mean, like, he's out, <laughs> right? Yeah. I mean, uh, he had such a bad year. But I, mean, I think even if, like, the Chiefs lost, like, the same way they lost in New England, like, 43-40. Mm-hmm. And it's like, the offense does everything they can do. Like, they put up 40 again, and we still can't hold them. Right. I think at some point, you have to go, all right, we got to get somebody else in here. Did you know he's the longest tenured defensive coordinator in the league? No. Yeah. <laughs> How long has he been there? Uh, it's not even that long. It's like eight years, but no. that's a long time for a coordinator. Yeah. Everyone just kind of shuffles through, um, right. or tries to move up and then gets fired and drops back down. Right. Um. But yeah. That's. <laughs> well, I do wonder how long Andy is gonna stick around. I mean, he's got Mahomes now. You would think he would stick around for a while. Dude, Andy ain't going nowhere. What's he? What's he got to do? Yeah, he's only sixty. Never mind. He's all right. He he, his kids are grown. He's this is like you know. Do you see Andy re retiring and going to sit like on a beach somewhere? No, no. (laughs) He's not. He doesn't play golf. (laughs) He's like like this is all he does. Like he's gonna coach until he can't coach anymore. Yeah, he'll probably just if he's smart, he'll just (laughs) stick with Mahomes for the next decade and then Uh, yeah, and be done. That's what I would do. Um, let's see. Is this Brady's last ride? If he wins, it becomes... If he loses, I don't think so. Um, if he wins... Man, it becomes interesting. He might... I don't know. I think he's coming back. I think he's gonna... He said he wanted to play to, what, 45? 45. And he's only 41? Yeah. I mean, that's... He still thinks there's four more years. I mean, he doesn't ever get hit. Like, it's not like... Yeah. It's not like Favre whenever he was questioning retirement. Right. He's just taking just <laughs> shot after shot. Like, like he's just getting walloped every he, time. He, like, I think Favre lost a full year off of his career in the Saints <laughs> NFC Championship game. Yeah. I, th- I literally think he lost at least one season because of that game. Yeah. So it's not... Like, he's just... He either throws the ball away in the dirt or he just falls down and plays, you know... Right. Like, he plays dead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I he doesn't take a whole lot of hits, so I think he can keep doing it. His legs aren't he doesn't use them at all anyway. Yeah, he's like never done that. So he's I've, taking taking seventy percent of his snaps from the shotgun and just standing there and yeah, chucking so, it. I don't know. And it's not like the Patriots have Garoppolo anymore in the waiting. Like so I yeah, I think uh I think he's back either way. You think he's back either way then? I think he's back. Okay. All right, so let's move on to a different different sport. Um, let's talk about let's talk about baseball a little bit here. Okay. Let's let's move into baseball. So Harper and Machado still haven't signed. Uh, there's been some reports coming out though on Machado. Um, his contract offers are significantly less than what was originally expected. Yeah. Um, I did see something from Rosenthal. Um, so the purported offer was seven years, 175 from the White Sox, which is 25 mil per. Everyone thought they were going to be in the 
you know, like close to 300 mil range, and then Harper might even be in the 400 mil range. Uh, I did see something from Rosenthal. Is like, well, you always have to be careful about those because one side can leak that to make it sound like you know that's the new market um, right. to try to lower it. Like even somebody with from outside the White Sox, like the Phillies, can release that, like leak that information. Right. And so then the Phillies offer is like, okay, we're this now. Um, right. But I do think. So many of these big deals have failed, right? That these teams aren't lining up to, you know, put out these huge contracts. Um, I mean, there's been a few that have worked out, um, but for the most part, most of the hundred million dollar deals have just been car wrecks. They've just by year three or four, they're terrible. Well, um, I I would say. Now these guys are younger. That's what I was gonna say. I would compare yeah. these guys more in the. Think about it like this: compare them more to the Alex Rodriguez age. Yeah. A Rod got the record deal back in what oh three or whatever, two hundred and fifty two yep. for ten, and that one he played. Out. He yeah. did, but it was his age. I mean, yeah. he was twenty four, twenty five when he got that deal. Same age as these guys, basically. Right. And he was, I mean, at the time, he was the best player in the game. Just like you could, you could. I mean, I'm not saying he is, but you could argue that Harper is the best player in the game. I don't think you can argue anybody but Trout, to be honest. Okay. You could argue let, second let me, best. Okay, well, <laughs> yes, I agree with that. But I'm saying now is a different time than, than you know, that was 16, 17 years ago. It's a little different time. And... Yeah. I could see them. I could see them getting that three hundred to three hundred and fifty million dollar contract just because of their age and how good they have been. I mean, they haven't even. They say the baseball player's physical prime is at twenty eight, twenty nine. They haven't even hit their prime yet. I mean, really? Yeah. So why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you want to pay it? I guess. I, I just, I don't know. To me, it just seems like... I, I feel like the Phillies want to. <laughs> the Phillies are trying to be like, hey, we'll take everybody. Um, I saw a report they're trying to get Machado and then get Keuchel and then get Kimbrel. Like, they want to get all three and just okay. spend all of their money. Um, <laughs> which, hey, that's a strategy. Yeah. Um, one thing that is interesting, so MLB win totals came out, despite some of these big names not even been being signed yet. Right. Uh, I just mentioned the Phillies. Their win total is 83. Okay. I feel like taking the over there and getting one of these guys, um, and then if they do move on to you know Plan B, Plan C, I, I feel like. I mean, they won eighty games last year with their with the roster being one of the youngest, and I guess probably a year or two ahead of what people really thought. Yeah, the rebuild. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, I I like the over in that one for sure. Yeah, I like that one. Uh, and like I said, I think they're only going to get better. If they get shut out of Machado and Harper, that would kind of suck. Um, but it seems like it seems like whenever one of these guys signs, the next one's going to be like pretty soon. Mm-hmm. You would think those dominoes would fall. I wonder if they are competing against each other. They might be. Like, I'm going to get a bigger deal than him. No, I want a bigger deal than him. So... Oh, so let's go through a few of the interesting um, win totals here. 
So the one that stuck out to me the most was the Brewers at 83 and a half. They won 96 games last year. <laughs> and they didn't get worse. I mean, uh, they did lose Moose. They lost Moustakis. But he was what he was a midseason ad. Yeah. I mean, I know he played pretty well down the stretch. and But, I mean, you're, that's... 83 and a half? <laughs> that's the same number that they're... Okay, that's... To put it in perspective, they have the Mets at 83 and a half. They also have the Angels at 83 and a half. Like, that's two of the worst teams in the league last year. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the Mets won 77 games. The Angels won 80. And, yeah, and the Brewers actually, they did sign Grandal, too. And that catcher was one of their weak spots last right. year. Yeah, I may have to... I, I don't know. To me, that just seems really low. Now, I think that's I think that's because, and then if you look further up the, the list a little bit, they have the Cardinals at 88.5 and the Cubs at 89, which the Cubs at 89 is pretty low, I think. Um, but essentially what they're saying is that division is going to be won by a team with less than 90 wins. Well, that's, yeah. I mean, it, it's going to be really competitive. Um, but 90 wins? I, I don't know, man. Well, one of them will probably go over. It's just picking which one. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with you on the Brewers. That's that's too low. Um, I mean, yeah, like you said, they won ninety six last year, um, and they basically all they've done is replace Grandal from Mustakas, and that's just, the rest I mean, of their teams pretty of, much the kind same. Kind of a wash, yeah. I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I'll. I'll I like that one as well. Right now, by the way, these numbers are from the uh, Caesars. Um, so, unfortunately, I can't actually go bet them unless I fly to Vegas. Um, a, a few others, uh, just not a betting interesting note, but it's just interesting that the Orioles are at 59. 59. <laughs> 59. Do you think they can go 60 and 102? <laughs> if so, take the over. Uh, that one's pretty laughable. Um <laughs> I kind of like the Diamondbacks under 77. I think they're going to go full rebuild. I think they're going to try to Probably. trade Granke at yep. the trade deadline. Yep. Uh, they already traded Goldschmidt. Um, doesn't look They're not going to sign Pollock back. I, I think they're going to go rebuild, so I'm going to write that one down. Arizona under uh, 77. I like that one. Um, man, I was hoping that the team I was looking forward to uh, was the Rays. Right, the Rays seem to always be undervalued. I think they actually hit it. Uh, right, they have them at eighty-five and a half. I don't think people realize how good the Rays were last year. Oh yeah, they were the. I think they were the best team in the second half. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they're they're just, they're a really good team, and the whole idea, well, it's Yankees, Red Sox, is true. But the Rays are going to be formidable opponent. Um, Astros at the highest at ninety-seven and a half. That's. So it's usually always a good idea to take the under on those. I mean, 98 wins is really tough. Yeah. If you have just a couple injuries go against you. How about the Yankees and Red Sox at 96.5 and 95.5? And, and the Yankees, according to according to Caesars, the Yankees are going to win their division with more wins. Like, that seems, that seems a little odd to me, too. I don't know. I don't know. That, that's just, that's high. The Yankees bullpen just is oh, just ridiculous. <laughs> it's so good. 
I'm, I'm going to have to look to see if they're, like, any... They might be the best bullpen I've ever seen. I'll really? have to go back and look. Yeah. I don't know. Like, their fourth best reliever is a closer. Right. <laughs> it's it's sick. Um, yeah, that's that's about it for me. Braves at 84. Uh, that's about right. Twins at 84? The twi- I guess the rest of their division. The other thing is you have to start looking at schedules. Right. Uh, so, like, Twins at 84. I'm like, are they an 84-win team? Probably not. But when you play the Royals and the White Sox and the Tigers, right? And, um, yeah, you're you're probably going to win a lot of games, even though you're not that great of a team. So, uh, what about this? This is one that I, I looked at. What about the Reds at 77? So I, which way are you leaning under? I I'm leaning under. Yeah, yeah. a tough division again. You're gonna, you know, Cubs, Cardinals, and Brewers all ahead of you, plus the Pirates. Um. Yeah, that's good. I mean, the Reds did get better. They did. I, I like their Dodgers trade. Yeah. Uh, for the Reds. Um. Yeah, oh, that one's tough. I'm gonna have to do well, it. it. It's right now. Like, if you can find like the the big thing is, is if you can find one that you really really like, and especially if they have a shot to to sign one of the big names and improve their offense. If you really like the Phillies at 83, then you're going to love them if they get Machado right, or, exactly. or Harper. So go ahead and just hammer that one. Um, yeah, I like those three, though, that uh, I have written down. Yeah. Phillies over 83, Brewers over 83.5, and D-backs under 77. Yeah. I think those are my top three that I'm looking at right now. We'll see what they look like uh, whenever they hit the uh, offshore betting market. They might wiggle around a little bit so so uh, switching switching up topics a little bit let's go to next year's Super Bowl we're going back to NFL a little bit next year's Super Bowl odds yeah so just quick rundown Rams six to one Chiefs seven to one Saints eight to one Patriots ten to one uh, Chargers Bears 12 uh, Steelers 14 and then it goes on from there. Uh, any long shots on the list that kind of stick out that you like right well, off the bat? There's a there's a grouping at thirty to one, and it is Seattle, Atlanta, Cleveland, Houston, and Jacksonville. Okay, all of those teams are at thirty to one. Now I'm not saying that I love any of those teams to win the Super Bowl, but next year, Cleveland has a realistic shot to win their division. Okay? Houston has a realistic shot to win their division. Seattle has a realistic shot to win their division. Atlanta has a realistic shot to win their division. And Jacksonville, depending on their quarterback situation next year, has a realistic shot to win their division. All day Bortles. I, to me, those teams all being grouped right there, Hey, if you can if you can take chances on some of those teams, that's a pretty good price. Um, considering you've got you've got an MVP caliber quarterback in Russell Wilson, you've got a former MVP in Matt Ryan, you've got Baker Mayfield, who's rookie of the year, you've got Houston, which has the most dynamic receiver. 
plus an up-and-coming good quarterback. And you've got Jacksonville, who, even though they struggled this year at times, has one of the best defenses in place that you can look at going into next year. Yeah, I, you've I, got you've got really potentially solid teams there at thirty to one. Now, I know that the that you know the favorites, the Rams, the Chiefs, the Saints, they're all going to be probably they're all probably going to be better teams than those teams next year. But I think there's value there. Yeah, um, I, there's a couple question marks that uh, with quarterback injuries. So Carolina forty to one to me. Looks decent, but again, I don't know about Cam, so I can't bet on that one. Same thing with Washington's down there with the uh, Buffaloes and Oaklands of the world at 100 to one. If Alex Smith stays healthy, Washington wins their division this year. Yeah. So it's just tough because you don't like everything they've said. There's still complications. Uh, I'd have to I get basically start doing some research on updates on him, but. If he is healthy and he stays around that hundred to one, even if they're like the eighty to one range, uh, I like Washington at that price because even if you don't expect him to win the Super Bowl, you can start hedging early on in the playoffs. Right, and basically hedge every game and still make money. Um, another team I like, Philly, twenty to one. That's that's a pretty high number for a team that yeah is built like they are. Yeah, um, I mean they easily. Could be in this week's uh, NFC oh, yeah. Championship. Uh, they they really could. Their roster is pretty good. Uh, they had a lot of injuries this year too. Um, not, I mean, not even including Wentz, but just their secondary and things like that. So I think Philly at twenty to one is also a decent price. Don't really like any of the favorites. Um, I don't like the prices on them. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I don't. I don't really like. I thought it was interesting that that the Chargers and the Chiefs are both in the top five. Yeah, I, I, and like you said, I, we talked a little bit about it before the podcast. You know, they're both just so they're both so good. You know, but one of those teams is going to go on the road. It's just a matter of picking out which which team you think is going to win in division. Obviously, you know the odds makers think that it's going to be the Chiefs, but I yeah, mean, you don't you don't really know. I mean, they they tied this year, and the Chiefs won on a. You know, on a tiebreaker. So yeah, the crazy thing to think about though is this is still Mahomes' first year starting. Yeah, and so if you usually you make a decent leap in that second year, what the hell is the leap gonna look like? If fifty touchdowns and five thousand is the I don't quote, I don't know if he makes year, a leap. Yeah, I just think this is who he is. Yeah, like this is like if he does make the leap. God, it's, it's more <laughs> well if you're looking at it that way. I mean, I think the only the, you. The odds are he's going to regress back towards, you know, the mean a little bit. And what I mean by that is, you know, the second best quarterback in the league threw 39 touchdowns this year. Yeah. You know, if he's if he regresses back to that, let's say he just regresses back to, you know, 42 or 43, that's a, I mean, that puts the Chargers in a better position if, you know, but again, we don't know about Phillip either. Phillip might retire next week. We don't know. <laughs> Nah, that, that guy, you don't know what he's going to do. That's true. Um, he does he's have, got like he does have 14 kids, kids yeah. to take care of. Uh, actually, if you went home after you lost a playoff game and there's like 14 kids at your house. <laughs> when does the season start? Like, when, yeah, when's training camp? I can't get out of here fast enough. Can you imagine trying to get a blink of sleep in that oh, house? God. Uh, how many, how pregnant many? with another one. Yeah, of course. I mean, 
Phil, watch a movie sometime, buddy. Or... <laughs> yeah. yeah, don't Netflix and chill. Actually, watch Netflix sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> and chill. <laughs> oh, man. Um, yeah, that's about my only thoughts there. Uh, I do, so we can't look at everything uh, as far as these futures mean everything, but I'll probably be betting against the Bears to win the division next year. Right now the Bears at 12-1 to 1, and then Vikings and Packers at 16 um, I think it's harder for defenses year over year to stay the same. And I don't know if I've showed you, I think the Bears might have the toughest schedule in the league next year. Yep. Yeah, uh, we looked at granted, it. Uh, yeah, that's right, because Packers basically have the same schedule except for two games. But the two games the Bears get are the Saints and the Rams. Right. So, good luck. Yeah. Good luck, Bears fans. Um, all right, what else we got for um, the, uh, the pod today? What <clears throat> Have you been – have you – started getting into the nba uh yeah i've been watching it more um i don't know if i have a you know breaking topic or anything uh i thought the raptors would beat the celtics two days ago and that didn't happen right celtics are playing to their competition right now it seems like yeah they're just playing like shit against like teams like the magic and then for the big games against the raptors or the 76ers they get hyped up they come play ready to play um so that's We'll see how that kind of shakes out, um, you know, as the season goes along. Uh, Boogie Cousins comes back uh, tonight, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think he makes his debut tonight. Um, so the Warriors probably just won the championship. So good game, everybody else. Uh, yeah. Did well, you watch that? Did you watch that uh, Lakers Thunder game last night? Uh, I did watch that one. Yep, that, that was, was a good game. That was a fun game to watch. Uh, Westbrook is almost a liability at the end of games now. He, he's getting close to that point. He can't shoot anymore. Like I don't, I don't know if it's just a like a confidence like yips type thing, but he's lost all confidence in his jumper, and if he can't make that, just. You know, free throw line jumper, right? Um, much less a, a three pointer. It, it's going to be tough well, for them at the end. He of the has game. struggled throughout the year shooting the three. Like he, oh yeah, he is one of the worst, if not the worst. Um, but now he won't even shoot like the mid range jumpers that he used to shoot. Like he's, you know, it's it's weird. There's something going on with him. He he struggled. He definitely struggled from the field last night. But if you, uh, I, I mean. On the bright side, he was five of twelve from three. At one point, he was five for ten, and in the fourth quarter, he made a couple big ones. Yeah. Um, now, when it got to overtime, he missed a couple. But you know, he's he's the worst. I'm trying to think of the of a, a good way to phrase this. As far as a volume scorer goes. There's nobody that shoots worse than he does, yeah. as far as the volume scorer goes. Um, I mean, he's worse than Carmelo was in his heyday. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, it's no wonder Carmelo didn't work work out well there. I mean, or Durant. Yeah, you could you can kind of see why other shooters wanted to leave, and then of course Paul George was surprised everybody by staying. He's having a monster year. He's, he's just having, there. but Paul George is. He, Paul George could fit into any offense anywhere. Yeah, but I, I'm just like you have to run the offense through Paul George at the end of games and not through Russ. Um, Russell never let that happen. But though. yeah, that's 
That's the problem. So, yeah, he'll, he'll well, never if, let that happen because he, he's got the ball in his hand. So that yeah, that's an issue. Um, that's why I was saying when I say liability, that's what I mean. Like they're not running their best chance to win the game if Russ is in there just dribbling around and then right, you know, jacking up a shot. Um, yeah, what Harden has done lately is just—it's so gross, it's insane, just insane. He's the best. He's the best scorer um, this year. He's the best scorer that I've ever seen. So yeah, if there was a one-on-one competition, he would win. Oh yeah, um, like that's his. Like I, I think I saw the other night when he scored. What was it, fifty-two or something like that? Fifty-three. There was none of the points he scored were assisted on, meaning no one like it wasn't like a pass open for a layup right. or even it was all just I have the ball here I go right try to stop this and he scored fifty three yeah <laughs> it's like it's just um, now it's gonna start to go down Chris Paul will be back soon Eric Gordon will be back soon um, hard to imagine what that offense is gonna look like with Chris Paul back yeah I mean because Chris Paul dominates the ball. Yeah, James Harden has turned the season around essentially for the Rockets by dominating the ball. It's going to be an interesting see to see how that that dynamic plays out again. They worked really, really well together last year. Not saying they can't work to work well together or that it won't work. I'm just interested to see with Harden having the type of year he's had or he's having. What's the drop off? Yeah, where's that going to go? Is that going to go from 38 points a game to 28? Is it going to go, you know, 32? Like, where's that going to go for James Harden? Yeah, and is our offense better overall playing that offense? Just saying, here you go, James, go ahead. I don't know that any... I, I Like, is any offense, just any of them, better than Harden just one-on-one mm-hmm. that they could do? That's, I'm not sure. I Yeah, I don't know. And just posting, like... Other guys up in the corner with threes and going from there. Um, yeah, that'll be interesting to see how it plays out. Um, do you give the Rockets any shot against the Warriors in the playoffs in a seven-game series? Um, or anyone else, I guess, for that matter? Not, no. not really. <laughs> not really. But I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say zero percent. But I would say. I would say in a Rockets Warrior series, the Warriors are going to be one to six. Yeah, I, I mean, I, and that's just like the way I would see it. Yeah, you know. I think I would take lay that too. Would you? I think so. I just yeah. I mean, we have to. There's a lot of health questions, and we'll get to find out a lot once Boogie plays. Um, you know, for all we know, you know. Boogie and Trayvon don't get along, and shit starts imploding from the inside. But that's really the only way I could see, other than like a Curry injury. Even if they lost like Thompson, I still think they win. The only the only guy I feel like they can't lose is Curry. Is Curry? Yeah. If they lose Curry, then I I don't I don't I I give that opens up that opens them up. Now I still think they're the best team, but I feel like that opens them up to. Oh yeah. To other teams, but if Curry's healthy, if if Curry's healthy, they they've got to be. I would say to to win the title, they're they're, you know, one to four. What's the actual odds right now? 
to, uh, win, to win the title. I can look it up. Because it's it's got to be pretty sick. Uh, Warriors minus 155, I think I saw. So, yeah. So would you? So would you lay that? Uh, no, just because, like I said, um, injuries. Um, it's gonna be around. What's the next closest? Whoops. It is the Raptors at plus seven fifty ish. Yeah. So the so the the Raptors are seven and a half to one. Yeah. And they're the next closest. And they're yeah they're the second favorites. I mean that that tells you all you need to know. Um, so yeah, Raptors and Celtics, Rockets, 76ers, Lakers, Bucks. That's crazy. Um, I'll have to look. I still think the Bucks have a shot to win the East. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, think, I think if Giannis figures out he should turn into LeBron and just kind of right. take over, I, I think they have a shot. I don't know. The Raptors are really good. Raptors are really good. Well, Travis, I don't really have a whole lot else, do you? No, I think we've covered it all. I mean, for only having two NFL games, there's tons to dissect. But, man, I just want to get to the game now. I'm like, I know. The anxious part of this is the worst. Like, let's just get to it. I hear you. What's your plan for the game? Uh, The parents are coming down to watch it. Uh, I'm going to cook some food. And then just gonna watch it, just us three, no nice. big party or anything like that. So. I hear ya. Um, so quick story. So when the when the Packers went to the Super Bowl in the 2010 season, 2000, you know, the 2011 Super Bowl, I got invited to like I don't know, 15 different Super Bowl events, parties, you know, go out to eat, whatever. And you know what I did? I turned my phone off and I sat on my couch and I made nachos and me and my brother and my dad just sat there and watched the Packers win the Super Bowl. And and I tell you, like, it was, it's a day that I'll never forget, not just because of that, but it's just because those types of moments, like, I don't want to be around a bunch of people that are going to give me shit, you know, if, if the you know, there's a turnover yeah. or if, you know, somebody scores, it, I, I don't, I don't want to be around anybody else. I just want to focus and pretend like that matters. Like, <laughs> yeah. like I'm focused in, I'm locked in. I don't want to be around distractions. Like that's my favorite thing to do. And, and I, 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 I understand you as a chiefs fan yeah. just being like, all right, it's the biggest game of my lifetime that I can remember is right now. And I want to watch it with the people that I, yeah, I get that. I understand. I, I still, if the Chiefs make the Super Bowl, I haven't decided what I'll do for that yet. Um, I don't know. It, either way, it's not going to be like a big thing. Like I'm not, I don't want to be around 20 people that are like talking about the commercials or the halftime right, show right. or the shit that I do not care about. One <laughs> percent. <Right>. Like, <laughs> like I, it might be a little bit bigger than three or four people, but it's going to be people that at least have watched football all season yeah. and aren't going to, who's that guy? Yeah. No, I'm not going to any of those parties. <laughs> None of that. None I, of that. I understand. I hear you. 
All right, man. Well, good luck to your Chiefs, and uh, I guess uh, we'll we'll do this again next week, and it'll either be a really happy one, or or I'll be drinking bourbon while we're on the podcast. <laughs> so, because I'll be drinking bourbon for probably a week, a week straight. If yeah, they do, so. yeah. I, I understand. Maybe so. if they win too, who knows? Pro- probably either way. That's a good thing about the week in between the Super Bowl. You have that whole week to drink bourbon, win or lose. Well, uh, everybody, good luck with all your bets, and hopefully, uh, hopefully, everybody crushes it. All right, peace. Cheers.